Welcome back to another episode of Salt Shaker Conversations. My name is Kiara Jones. I am Crystal Jones Walton III. Dr. Carmen Jones Harris. Dr. Edna Jones Miller. And you have food on your belt. But Salt Shaker <laughs> Conversations are <laughs> conversations with the Jones girl that allow transparency, <laughs> authenticity. And empowerment through meaningful conversation. Yes. So, on a heavier note. No. We're going to be talking about processing grief. That is a huge thing now. You know, people have have dealt with a lot of loss. And, and, you know, how do you process it? How do you go through that? And I think it looks different for everybody. Um, You know, our personal story is, you know, both of our parents have passed away. So we've had to walk through that process twice. Um, and, and your father has passed away. Um, and you've had to walk through that process. So um, I, I would like to start with Crystal. Crystal, how would you like to, you know, talk about like your, your grief process? And I don't know if, I mean, cause it's only been what, two years? Yeah. Two. Yeah. It's been two years almost. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just, just over two oh, years. Yeah. Like kind of like where you are and where, where you were. Oh, where I was. So I guess, my grieving, believe it or not, started during his hospice stay mm-hmm. um, because I had to make the decisions for him. Mm-hmm. So I think it all came down that this is it. Mm-hmm. And so, no, actually before, maybe like two weeks before that, um, he wasn't able to answer his phone. He went through cancer. And I knew then, and I started, like, so, so grief hits us all differently, and so the emotion I felt was anxious. Mm. Like, I was just like, okay, because I knew everything was going to fall on me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what everything was, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah. it was just like, with the doctors, I didn't know what that was going to be. With, like, the funeral, I didn't know what that was going to be. And all of this was a new experience. Um, and I thank y'all, mm-hmm. by the way, because y'all were so instrumental in helping me do that. Shout out to South Shaker Conversation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And... Um, so my was what you would call complex grief because it was like the emotional side of it, right, of processing it. But then it was the business side of it that also brought up other emotions and other like physical things, emotional things, um, financial things. So in that, it, it made it um, interesting um, as well as having to take the leadership role. And um, where I am today, I would say it's definitely a healing journey. Um, before my father passed away, a few years before he passed, we really started our father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was God giving us, or me, the closure of the relationship mm-hmm. that I needed. And so that helped kind of with my grief because mm-hmm. um, I was able to look back and see how he prepared me for what I had to walk through. And so today, I, I look back on it, of course, missing him but more appreciative of who he was, um, the gift of life God had given him, um, and me and him, and just processing it from a standpoint of I didn't have to handle it perfectly Mm -hmm. because that was something that I thought I had Mm -hmm. to do. And Mm -hmm. so really allowing myself to be vulnerable and say I need help or, hey, I'm afraid, and these sillies coming down here and, and making me laugh was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but today I'm much better, mm-hmm. much further along in my journey because I think 
like I said, your body keeps a memory. So even when you said it was two years, I was like, dog, mm-hmm. it is. And so mine is 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 interesting if I have to categorize it because, like, I was so used to my dad being gone most of my life. Mm-hmm. That kind of helped me handle him being gone for the rest of my life. Wow. So, okay. you know, and, and it comes different feelings with that. But it's, it's like overall I feel gratitude because mm-hmm. I was just like I learned how to handle without you and I'm learning how to handle without you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, wow. Yeah. Okay, ladies, you want to share? Um, uh, okay. Well, I think for for me, my grief process was different for um mom and dad. So mm-hmm. it it just looked very different. I think with dad, I experienced um anger. Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt like um, God had just let me down mm-hmm. um, because I just thought, well, I mean, we're we're saved and we're doing everything right. I mean, a, a very immature thought process, mm-hmm. but um, just thinking, you know, well, we love God and why would you allow this to happen and how could you just let us down like this? And we, I thought that if we had faith that you would do it and all of that. So I went through that whole jazz and I was just angry. Um, and, uh, I, 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 I didn't walk away from God, but I just was in a place where I, I had to redefine and rediscover my relationship with him in a new way. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to trust him again because I just was completely over it. Um, so that was, that was, uh, me dealing with dad. And so, and then with we, me dealing with mom, I think I, I experienced more sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was less of a of a letdown because of what she had taught what she mama, what mama had taught us during the process with dad. And so, I sort of kind of knew where to put my mindset, where to kind of be. Did it hurt? Yep. But I was I was just really sad because I mean I, I went through the faith thing again with just you know because she was a woman of faith and she was a woman of prayer, and I just thought. Man, this ain't working. Like, God, dog, this we we failed again. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. And so I think that was the initial gut punch for me that I had to overcome that. And it's it's crazy because I think in those early days and early months, it's almost like I heard her voice every day, mm-hmm. and it was like she ushered me through the process of. And she always would say, uh, like, if she disagreed with something, y'all know she would say, oh, no, 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 no. Like, she just say no so many times, like, oh, absolutely not. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I would hear that when I was going down a path of, man, this ain't working. What is what is faith about anyway? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And now it seemed like faith is all I talk about, mm-hmm. you know, which is so interesting. Um, so, so I think uh, for me, the grieving process was very, very difficult was very challenging but also I'm grateful for it because I can look back and I think about the faith journey and the growth journey and how my relationship with God has become more um I've just become more knowledgeable uh more in tune uh more trusting I think um because I I I think I put it to the test and I said you're gonna have to earn this back I know the nerve of me to say that but I I just was like you you're gonna have to earn my trust back because I don't trust you like Mm -hmm. look look what you did you know Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and lord forgive me um but I (laughs) I know so that that was where I went through my journey And to, and, and to talk about it in past tense as if it's completely over, that's erroneous, you know, because I still do um, get a get a scent every now and then 
or I call them triggers. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes every now and then I have a trigger where I remember something or I hear something. I still have a voicemail from daddy. Daddy died in 2010. I still got his voicemail. I've got two okay. voicemails from mama um, and she died in two, uh, 2017. So I still, you know, have that uh, stuff. I look at pictures that all of that still exists. But the journey, I think the when the scripture talks about um, he'll turn your sorrow mm -hmm. into joy. Mm -hmm. Like, I really know what that means. Like, mm -hmm. I don't look at things and cry because I'm sad. I cry because, well, I'm, I'm thankful because I know where they are and I understand that. And I'm also thankful because God has, has healed my heart in the process. Yes. And I know where I was. I know how angry I was and I know how let down I felt. Mm -hmm. And I know how... I just wanted to just walk away from this whole, what I call this whole stupid church thing. This ain't nothing anyway. That, mm -hmm. I mean, I was just angry. Mm -hmm. And so I remember where I was and how far God has brought me from that point in my life. And I'm just, I guess to your point, gratitude. And I just get so thankful and so appreciative mm -hmm. of the healing that was that he did. I mean, because it was possible. Like, mm -hmm. like you actually healed a broken heart. Wow. Oh so you do keep your word. You know, that kind of thing. So that I think that's my my journey in a nutshell. So So I I still work to articulate my process. Um so of course different with dad and mom also. Um but definitely more so um with with dad it was more fear because mm. it was unknown. Like, yes. like it's like no one's ever died. He was like right. the first of his siblings to pass away, Same. and it's, it's well, oh, yeah. first of the the set, set side. Okay, but um, it was, and there were years between that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, and it's it's a lot. Of, it was a lot of twenty one, mm -hmm. and so um, and I remember just just when it happened, just just like feeling. I, the only way I know how to describe it is I was in a bubble. I was walking in a bubble and, and like I was angry and I remember I got a new boss maybe like two weeks after that and I told him exactly what I thought about his policies that he was going to <laughs> <laughs> because it was like the filter, whatever the thing is that helps us with self-control that says don't say that, that's not nice or don't do that, that's mean, it was broken. And when I tell you, everybody got it. Mm -hmm. Like, if I felt like saying it, you were going to hear it. It was actually a concert that my brother was uh, at the, there. He's, he's sitting behind the counter, but he was doing a concert in Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina. And the church is, I think that church is not close, but he was doing a concert there, and we had come there. And he's doing his concert, and he says, you, come here. And he calls me up, and I'm you're like, what you want? You know, mm -hmm. we, we up here and he laid hands on me and I could hear the bubble pop like, boom. Mm -hmm. and when the bubble pop, I remember thinking, okay, I'm outside the bubble. What am I, what this, this isn't, this mm -hmm. is new. Mm -hmm. This is new. And so I'm outside of the bubble and it's feeling like quicksand mm -hmm. and, and we moved away. So all of these new feelings. So I ended up moving to Chicago and I remember just, I kept saying, if I could just keep going, if I don't stop, you know, if you just keep going, everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I was working out one day, and, and I always listen to different music, and the whining song, When You Cry, mm -hmm. the I'm Right, Right, comes on. 
And then I'm ball. I mean, I'm bawling. I'm bawling. And and if you know anything about Jones men, Jones men try to fix it real quick. Mm -hmm. So my husband's not a Jones man, but he put a Jones man moment. He said, "Don't you ever listen to that music again." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that's not the answer. Throw it away. Get this away. And so I was like, no. And I remember going to sleep that night. And and if you have those kind of dreams where you see yourself, you're in the dream, but you're mm -hmm. you're, you're physically you. Mm -hmm. And I was in my kitchen, and the phone rang, and I answered the phone, and my dad said, "You called me," and I was like, "Oh my God, are you on the phone?" And he's like, "Yeah, you called me," and I remember having this long conversation with him, and he's like, "I see you, and you're doing this, and you're doing that, and you're doing this." From that day to this one, I've never cried because it was my moment of closure. It was, it was, it was almost like what I needed and, and my mind shifted from grief to joy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I will now do everything that I said I was going to do mm -hmm. because this is the legacy that you've established. So that kind of set me on like that trajectory. Mm -hmm. Then mom mm -hmm. was different because it was like, um, I remember hers was different because I was believing God. For like this grand miracle. Like I was just like, oh, this is gonna be on national TV. Mm -hmm. Like the world is gonna see, like the like the guy for the bills, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're gonna see this miracle and then no. Mm -hmm. And I remember like saying, Okay, I'm I'm confused. I don't did did I miss something? I thought this is what we were going. I thought we were going this way. I thought we were gonna do this. And 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 I was pregnant at the time. I was pregnant mm -hmm. with, with Crystal. Mm -hmm. And so I'm processing it. And as I'm processing it, I'm still really trying to understand, like, did this really happen? And I remember going to bed one night, and, and because I was pregnant older with her, uh, they make you do all these tests and all this stuff and everything, you know, that when they think you, you're over 35, you're too old to be having kids, you know, so they shoot you all up, all this stuff. So I go through all these tests, and while, um, and, and I never got a negative report, but I could discern that they were going to give me one. I could fit, like, I could feel it. I was like, these people are going to... Tell me something. Because they called me in for an extra visit and all this other stuff. And I remember laying down, laying down. And if you ever heard the audible voice, how the enemy will plant things in your mind. Mm -hmm. So I was laying down and, and I was asleep. But I, in between sleep and the enemy said, your baby is going to. And when he got to the word two, I was ready to say, you are a liar. Mm -hmm. And the truth in you. And, but before I could say it, my mama said, you are a liar. And the truth in there, you foul demon. Like, I mean, she began to pray. And I remember sitting up like, is it me? But I felt like this, this tap, like, no, 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 I got you. Go. And it, it, it was that moment. And I had a, a, a one very similar on the way to work. I was going to work. And I was, I was really frustrated. When we're frustrated, we would always call our parents. Mom. This is what's happening. Da, 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 da. And then she, girl, you ain't got just the calming, soothing. She couldn't fix your problems, but sometimes just telling them, you're like, mom, this is what's happening. And I'm riding to work and I am in like, in like mad, but want to cry, but you don't want to cry because you don't want people to think they got you. So you're mad, but you want to cry because you want to fight, but then you can't fight. And I'm in it. Yeah, right. You're mad. And then you got to be saved because Jesus said, you know, so I'm experiencing all these and I could feel myself filling up in the car. Like I'm, I'm here and the tears are about to break. And I always listen to the same songs over and over in the car, all, always over and over and over. I never shuffle. I don't do shuffles because I, I like to predict my stuff. I'm in 
the in the I know, sorry, I just don't. I don't shuffle, but I'm in the car and, and I'm full and the shuffle comes on and her prayer comes on. You will not fall. You will not trip. And I remember saying, <gasps> and like getting that second wind, like, <sighs> and I was like, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And to me, that was God holding my hand, mm -hmm. right? Through this process, mm -hmm. I have so many moments like that, that God says, I made the decision, but I promise you that I'm going to hold your hand. Mm -hmm. And so even as I walk through that, it always encourages me to say their living was not in vain. Mm -hmm. Like, like everything we needed from them, we had it when they left. Yeah. And any additional pieces that we need, it is the Father in heaven who will give it to us. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we have it. Mm -hmm. And 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 I didn't I realize now there are so many times I could be moving through the house and I hear, you know, I told you you're not supposed to do that. I told you don't put that. Oh, sorry, my bad, mom. You know, you're just taking it. But, and and we know and it's, it's the not them. It's not them, right? It's right. But it's the things yeah. that you've been taught. Yeah, that come up. You. So when the scripture mm -hmm. talks about study and reading so that when you need it, it comes back up. Mm -hmm. It's the same with those previous interactions. Mm -hmm. It's those things that you know to do that you're reminded to do in real time. I think we just use their voice because they're the person yeah, that told us like those things. Yeah. Right? So, so my grief process for me, when I had the moment of reckoning to, to understand I got them and what they gave me and I can use that, it, it really made it a lot lighter. Mm -hmm. I'll say, yeah, a lot lighter. Mm -hmm. well, hmm. well, I don't know what to say after all that, but um, yeah, my, my, experience, and my experience was a little different. Mm -hmm. my, my experience was a little different because I think I, my experience was a, a, a little bit more compounded in a, in a way because I had so many things happening like back to back to back to back to back. So, you know, when dad passed away, I remember... Um, Canton sent me home because I was living in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Canton sent me home because he was out uh, on the water and, and couldn't get back or whatever. So he had sent me home and um, we, we, when we all flew in or whatever and I ended up flying back, um, you know, a month later. And I was with him in his final days, but not really knowing that it was his final days because I, it never appeared, to, it never yeah. came to my mind mm -hmm that there was a possibility that he wasn't going to be, like, it just did, like, I knew if God was going to heal anybody, mm -hmm. it was going to be him. <laughs> like, like, of course. And I remember just saying so matter-of-factly to God one day that I was like, oh, well, I mean, you can't actually take him because, you know, my life don't work without him, so what's we going to do? Like, this, like, so I'm just really in this, because it it did not once, you know, the initial shock of the stroke happened, after that, he was kind of on the, to me, on the men. Right. And so it never, mm -hmm. like, of course he's going to be better. And even the day he died, he went to physical therapy. And he was doing things and all that. So I never crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. that. And so a lot of, now I do use that day, dad's final moments for, um, to really measure time for me. And because the, the Bible talks about that we are to, you know, really measure the time because you don't know, you know, what's what you got to be accountable for the time. And I remember we would go, I remember that the, the, from the moment we woke up, every errand we did that day, everything we did up until 
when he passed away that afternoon. I, I can count it. And I remember everywhere we, we went to, uh, uh, we had went to Walmart. We went to um, get gas. We went to his physical therapist. And so I had to get receipts because I was like paying for stuff and whatever. So I was like, going to keep the receipts. And so all the receipts had timestamps on them. And so for years, I would have those receipts as T minus four hours. Wow. T minus three hours. And not knowing that just in another hour or so, my whole world is getting ready to change. You know, so that kind of made me real, like when it came to like time and being intentional and all of that stuff, that, that's kind of where that started for me in that moment. Because I had no idea that by 12 o'clock when we were at his appointment at 8, no idea by 12.30 afternoon, a doctor was going to be looking me in my face telling me, that my dad was gone. Yeah. N- n- didn't think about, you know what I'm saying, that. And so, you know, that whole process was very difficult for me because at, at, at that moment I felt like I had to take care of my mom. You know, let me let me take care of my mom. Let me get her together, you know, because that was, you know, letting her say goodbye. You know, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're there to watch it and listen mm-hmm. and all of these mm-hmm. things. And so you're taking all of this yeah. in. And I, I still, uh, I tell people, I say I was the only person in the room when mama came in to, say her goodbyes to him. And I wish to God I would have recorded it. That was the most poetic, most beautiful thing I had ever heard in my life, what she said to this man. And she was just like, you are my whole life. She said, I don't even know, I don't even remember life before you. You know, just all of the, and I was just like, God, because they were together since they were 16. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about, that's yeah. a long time to be with yeah. somebody. And she was like, I was yeah. with them more than I wasn't with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so it's like, what am I supposed to do? She, so she's literally asking him, because she's like, well, Clarence, what am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? You, you know, so for me, it was like, okay, well, I got to take care of my mom. I got to I gotta do this. So I kind of got into work mode, business mode, get the, get the funeral done, get this, 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 this. So I'm going, going, going. And um, after the funeral is over, because of course, for me, that's when my grieving started. Mm-hmm. It didn't start when he died. It started when everybody went home went and everybody's yeah. life is going back. And I remember feeling angry, like, how dare y'all life move on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so y'all just going to yeah, go home to y'all mm-hmm. lives and just, you know, whatever. Like, how dare y'all, you know, do this and whatever. And so I remember having to go and, and, and do that. And I ended up coming home, coming back to Atlanta, and I was, uh, uh, I had a situation happen with my car. So anytime something would happen with it, and it was always something going on with a car with us, <laughs> just always, I, I would call Daddy, and I <coughs> called his cell phone. I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I didn't even, it didn't even register that he'd been dead, you know, whatever. I called his cell phone. No, I called my mama. No, that's what I, I called my mama. She was on the prayer line. She called me back from daddy's cell phone and she had not turned his phone off. That's what happened. And I did the, oh, that's daddy. And I answered the phone and she was like, I am so sorry. And I, I cried for 45 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. So I had no more strength in my body. Mm -hmm. And so I remember having to be conscious about what my new life looked like because I was so dependent on my dad. Like I wasn't married when daddy pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always very dependent 
on his everyday advice. Dad, what I'm supposed to do about the car? Dad, what I'm supposed to do about this? Dad, what you think about this? Dad, like all of that. Like I, it was like he was a constant. Like I knew that I depended on my dad for everything, and so I had to find out. I had to grow up then because I didn't have that and so then when mama passed I was going through a divorce at the time so I had to move back home had to pretty much start over and then I find out she has cancer mm -hmm. and not only did she have cancer it's stage four mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying because you're like I would notice you know certain things so this is kind of like my everyday yeah. you know because you guys were away so you mm -hmm. kind of you kind of didn't see the daily transitions the daily or whatever so i would notice certain things and i remember um you know several instances where i would kind of notice like hmm that's weird because she never does that hmm that's weird you know but not mm -hmm. think because it never even even with mama and i'm talking about i would see the transitions and but it never entered my mind that she could die. I just, because I was like, because if anybody, again, here right, I go. Because right, yeah. if anybody going to get healed, it's going to be her. Right. If anybody. Right, get right. Like, <laughs> and regardless of what the doctors were saying, regardless of what I was saying, I knew, but, but, but I also knew my mom. And I knew that fight that she usually had. Mm -hmm. She wasn't doing it this time. And so I'm like, oh, God. So it's, it was for me to keep going again. That became my mm -hmm. my thing. Uh, you know, morning, noon, and night, I, had, I was so regimented. And that ain't even my personality for people who don't know me. That's not my personality, to be so regimented. And so and that's, that was the... Yes, that's the same. <laughs> yeah, because they know me. Yeah. But I had every, I mean, every minute of her day regimented. Like, what she ate, what time, what we do. So I kept myself busy with... Trying to keep her alive, like that was like, nope, I'm gonna do, nope, we're gonna do this, 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 this. Uh, and so it was like that the entire, pretty much process of of taking care of. Brother, by the way, I was so worn out. I remember I was so tired one day. I walked into a wall, and and nobody could help. Like I lit, and it was just like boom, because I wasn't sleeping. You know, you're just doing all the things in an attempt to try to save. You know, you're just trying to do whatever yeah. you can to grab hold, yeah. and you couldn't control it. You were out of control. And so I I mourned mama's death way differently than daddy and way longer. I, way, way longer. I think I mourned. I, I didn't become okay until two years after. Like like to where I was old. And I think it was after I moved out of the, the house. Mm -hmm. Then I was able to kind of like, okay, now we got the figure this out, kind of put put one foot in front of the other type situation because even after she was dead, I still had Vari. Mm -hmm. And so trying to take it, trying to, you know, all of those things. And so I'm still now, mom been dead six years, daddy been dead 13, 13. in May, next, next month, still processing certain things. Mm -hmm. I can say, however, just like I said before when we were talking about, um, you know, in one of the other episodes, how I felt like my heart had been crushed because I had so many compounding things happening mm -hmm. all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I do believe, like, even now, um, me and my mama was more alike than anybody. Like, mm -hmm. I was, than any of her kids, and I always, I make this joke now, saying, I don't know if the rest of them belong to her, but I know I did. I know she had me. <laughs> I don't know where the rest of them came, because me and her are so much alike, but it was something that I used to fight against. It's something I honor now. 
Yes. Some I love now. Yes. And so anytime I think about her, I think about her in, in the most glowing terms. And me and her bumped yes. heads a lot. But we, I, I only think about her from the standpoint of all the wealth and wisdom that she left me. Mm-hmm. And so I can look at my heart now and be like, God, you really did him. Because I was mad at her. I was mad because I knew she knew enough about the faith. That if, she to, to, if she wanted to. You could have stayed, and you sat there, and you did like that. So yeah, I, I was yeah, mad at her for like yeah, two years yeah. until yeah, I had to kind of because yeah. I understood, I understood the level of I understood, right. and so when she passed away, I had to forgive her. Mm-hmm. I had to forgive myself. I had to you know go through that, and then once I did that, God made me whole. I see the benefit of having them as parents mm-hmm. I, I i see the benefit even of god allowing them to go on and and leaving us here to continue in a legacy mm-hmm. because i i feel like the 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 doubling of the anointing the doubling of everything mm-hmm. really was given to all of us when they transition we may still be in children phase kind of mm-hmm. you know in the things of faith had they still yeah, been they here because they yeah. probably would have still been kind of you know we go to mama for every, everything we was yeah. mom what you think about this yeah. you know and sometimes god's like okay no i need you to come to me and I'm like, I'll talk to you later. Let me go ask my mama, right? Yeah. And so, you know, uh, that that whole thing. So grief is, and it comes in waves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even for those who are listening, it comes in waves. Uh, we make it okay for each other to grieve and to show emotion and yeah. to miss and to, you know, be mm-hmm. sad one day. Be happy the next. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and ain't no rules to this. Mm-hmm. Just don't get stuck in the pit. Yes. All right? Don't get stuck in the pit. So that's mm-hmm. all we have for today. Um, there's so much more we can say. We might have to do a part two because right. we didn't really get into the, the steps. We yeah. may have to do that. Yeah. But um, for right now, guys, we are out of time. And we will see you guys next week. Love you. Bye-bye.